following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome to yet another session here at the Kick Pod Dojo. I am your host, Slash Sensei, TJ Williams, giving you the insider of my martial arts journey, discussing and analyzing certain martial arts-based subjects, and, as always, highlighting martial artists from around the world, past, present, and future. All right, so before I get this episode going, um, of course, um, the subject of this, um, this week is three ways to learn a new kata. All right, so um, before I get on with this, um, of course, a week from today, or should I say next week, I'll be um, across the other side of the United States, and yet, I'll be bringing this show with me to um, Las Vegas for our and for the, my karate organization's um, annual convention, which is the, called the International Training Conference. It's, um, really, this is more of a, a, a karate convention. Where uh, mostly Mr. We got, um, of course, Mr. Norris um, as our as our main guest, or, or should I say, our honored, our, our honored host, to be precise. I mean, of course, uh, yeah, Chuck Norris, and of course, we got his brother Aaron Norris, and a lot of um, black belts in the organization. I mean, we got a lot of masters. Uh, pretty much, let's look at this way. Everybody from around the world that trains in the Chuck Norris system definitely comes to this um yearly event and it's real prestigious, you know, other than just um people getting together. You know, we get together with um the pool party, um the master rank induction ceremony, uh, which is um I think fifteen people are being inducted um this year. And of course um uh, I'm really looking forward to that because uh, I'm really looking forward to being a master in two years. Of course, I just got to get through everything I need to get to get with when I go on, when I get my master rank. I'm really looking forward to that in 2023. And also, we um, have our um, seminars. We know we have people um, in our organization that are doing seminars as well as we have a special guest from out of, that's outside um, the, of our organization doing a seminar. And yeah, I'm excited about that and learn the new things that I can be, that be useful to my training as well as um, my teaching skills. And that, of course, we have our, um, our competition, world champion competition. You know, we got sparring, traditional form open open form weapons and of course on the side of that we have um team competition and also demo team competition as well that's part of our um competition as well and then we follow that we do um award ceremony which is um yeah award ceremony and dinner and which i mentioned before um I'm one of the nominees for a special award, most inspirational. Of course, there's that. There's instructor of the year, school of the year, and of course, um, there's one 
special award that um that's get handed out by this, uh, a special person, um, the Wheeling Norris um Wheeling Norris Cup or the award that's um dedicated to um uh, Mr. Um, Chuck Norris's brother that was killed in Vietnam. So yeah, there's um gotta be at least one recipient accepting that award. But um, like I said, win, lose, or draw. And it doesn't matter if I win. I mean, we all win at the end of the night because we're there because we trained hard to be there, which I make this happen. Well, we've been through everybody that's going to this event has been through this convention or been through this pandemic and just really wanted to, things to get back to normal. Well, we're still dealing with the pandemic now. I mean, even though we um, are getting ourselves vaccinated and I hope a lot of people are getting themselves vaccinated because it's real important that you do. So this virus doesn't spread any further than it did this past year. I mean, all right. So just getting that out of the way, I'm real excited to getting back to this whole family reunion and really getting to travel again with restriction or with precaution. I mean, one thing, I always want to come back so I'm safe and um well safe and healthy. Alright, so going on to with this episode, three ways to learn a new kata. Now the main question would say, why do we learn a new kata? I mean one one main reason is it's part of our curriculum. You know, with every belt level you either learn well every belt level you either learn one or two new katas at one time. You know, in some cases you might need to learn only pieces of the kata, give or take. You know, definitely, if you think about it, um, pretty much in my um, style of martial arts, um, of course, we will learn one kata at each belt level. And yet, on top of that, like every uh, every belt level that we get to, we have to do that same kata, but we got to do it better. Right up to when we get up to black belt, and it kind of, and then when you get to black belt, there are certain katas that are picked. That we should do, you know, for, of course, think about the first degree black belt test. You only have to do five katas. And those are like the five katas that are handpicked by the, the, the committee. Or should I say, yeah, the um, testing committee. Or the board, board directors. Alright, so basically, usually um, how this goes is... Chuck Norris kind of um, decides um, what's what's going to be put on the cot, put in um in a test, regardless of um, kata, like um, sh- um, kicks, strikes, like pretty much something that they can test their endurance. You know, for definitely, I could tell my last black belt test before the pandemic dropped. I mean, I was hammered with um, a big big test. I mean, really, if I was gonna win, I'd be lucky enough. If I, I'd be lucky enough to get through that test. If I just dropped out, but I just didn't quit. All right, so that's pretty much one reason that's part of the curriculum. Second reason is um, why we learn a kata is competition purposes. You know, depending on our interests of what style we like to compete. You know, for like example. Uh, Japanese forms, Korean forms, Chinese forms, weapons, or open. I mean, with, with competing, it's best to know what style and kata and the kata name. You know, one thing, you, you'll you risk the 
get disqualified for doing the wrong thing or doing the wrong move or saying the wrong name. You know, just thinking about years ago, I think it was like around either 2011, I was um, at a tournament and I was almost there till midnight because my division was like very last. You know, I was there like almost all day wait for my division to go I was pretty much there throughout the whole night and pretty much in my division somebody was doing a form and I think they said the wrong name and then from there all heck break loose broke loose and you know there was an argument between the the competitors coach and the judge and it's like really it was I was like saying like I want to get through this whole competition it's like it's almost 12 o'clock it's 12 o'clock in the morning it's almost midnight and i'm been there like all day and i would like to go home i mean it's just like it's completely ridiculous you know but yet uh but nevertheless you know you want to be really really specific what you want to do and like what will like really you want to be able to make sure you do it right all right, and lastly, why we learn a kata f- for knowledge or for fun? You know, you'll probably get so you probably get so into doing katas, you want to learn more. You know, once you perfected the the once perfected the other. I mean, you perfected one kata, you want to learn another one. I mean, definitely getting the katas where it's just one thing. You know, it's just like I kind of got that interest when I started doing like my own form you know for my fourth degree you know if I can create a f- form for a black belt test why not create one for competition and you know that's the thing you know I kind of got so interested in doing open form well, when I actually watch people do open form I got the urge to actually do my own form and you know I didn't get I didn't win the first place but you know it's great to compete with open form you have an open mind you're creative it's always great you know not you know it's not a sense of being ahead of everybody else you know but collecting knowledge of akata through bunkai and yet what is bunkai i think i mentioned this before it's the understanding of why certain techniques connect together in akata you know it's like why do we throw a punch in akata why do we throw this block? You know, like I said, the best person to really give you an, a really good insight of Bunkai is Ian Abernathy. Or you can visit um, Jesse Incam, the Cry Nerd. You know, those are probably the two top, top people that have a better understanding of why certain techniques work. All right, so really, that's the whole concept of, of doing a kata. All right, so really, we get into like new ways, like really, like learning a kata may seem promising, but depending on your learning level or your physical capabilities, it might be challenging, you know, as as well as stressful. You know, really, for me, you know, that's the thing. You want to learn when you see a kata that really spikes your interest. You want to be that one person to really learn really learned that kata but yet you know learning a kata with so much with so much physical um attributes in there or just um expect 
expectations, I should say, physical expectations, you know, it's stressful because you really have to train yourself to meet those physical ex expectations. All right, but, you know, however, you know, we qu we never quit in our objective to complete to completely learn a new kata. No, so we use three possible possibilities to quickly learn a new kata. And these are simply film yourself, take notes, or visualize yourself, or visualize it, really. So when you, let me go to the first one, you know, filming yourself. Let's let's go back to years ago. Like, what did we have years ago that we really, where we can keep our, keep a record of, of us doing a kata or let's or doing anything in general like yesterday's technology what, what we used to have for t yesterday's technologies we pretty much were like in a disadvantage years ago you know we either had like small or large camcorders which could be like close to five hundred dollars give or take i mean we weren't s stuck with smartphones what we have today well so that's and of course vhs man when you think of we have VHSs, you know, we couldn't bring VHSs to school and watch ourselves, like, do kata. I mean, that's just the disadvantage of yesterday's technology. But, you know, when you think of today's technology, of course, we have tablets, smartphones. Of course, um, we have our computers. I mean, things that we can bring with us, you know, things have been change from what we had yesterday to what we have today i mean we can sim simply i can simply recall not having a lot of stuff because you know i was living in a one-parent home so the most expensive stuff was out of the question i mean but you know you know today's technology you know i'm all grown up you know i have a full-time job you know i got many jobs to at least earn money at least get the things that i really need as well as i want but you know the needs had to go first of course i need food i need to pay my bills i need to keep clothes on my back to get those things out the way and then of course the things that i want i really put that whatever money i have put up for the end of the week i put that aside and try to build up to getting the things i want but on the other side of the other side of the coin you know i focus on my needs Right, so really, but you know, today's technology gives us a lot of advantage to make time for everything. You no, know, even though there's setbacks such as and distractions from the important activities like training. No, that's the main thing about when you are so hooked on technology. You know, that's the thing that these kids are so distracted by is technology. I mean, we have to give them away from if you're truly genuine. Well, when it comes to martial arts training, if you really want to be as good as you want to be, then I mean, one thing you want to try to eliminate the distraction, at least sacrifice time with your devices or at least sacrifice. Well, at least sacrifice your your devices in general. All right. So really, so filming yourself or somebody somebody else doing a kata you want to learn the, the let, me, let me make this so basically i'm just reading my notes right here and you know you know film yourself or somebody else doing a kata that you want to learn is really essential because at least 
you can see what in a kata as well as correct mistakes you or your sensei may notice. You know, however, it's best to learn it little by little as well as film it little by little. You know, so as you're learning, learn the kata, film your training sessions. I mean, probably the best, you know, probably the best. It would be like during a private session, you know, you film your you film your training sessions like in private, you know, so you're not that distracted, you know. And just to note this, keep these videos of yourself to yourself. You know, to avoid any conflict, you know, my the one thing that my teacher always tells people and he tells he says this a million times, be careful what you you watch online. You know, when you try to learn a kata online, at least a kata that that we do in the Chuck Norris system and you got somebody that's um, doing a kata and he does the wrong move, you know, it's it's going to be on you. It's going to be it's going to be on your head if you. If you follow that person, all right, it's always best to learn it from somebody that really knows the kind that's been training for years, not somebody that's been like training for like six months. You never know that person that either is um, putting katas online. You don't know if that person has been training like more than a year. You know, if you get that certain person that's that's trained for six months or trained for at least like close to a year. And thinks they are perfected, like are proficient in the kata. I mean, that's just one thing. It's always best to trust somebody that has like that big experience. All right. So another way, second to film yourself, is taking notes. You know, probably the most ancient way to keep memory of what you you learn for a new kata. You know, the usefulness of pen and paper. You know, just to create your own journey of learning how to remember and complete to completely finish a kata. I mean, you know, from outside source, you know, the one thing I learned when it comes to note taking, have more than one notepad. Or notebook, you know, different ideas can happen from anywhere, you know, while you're in the dojo, bathroom, bedroom, kitchen, dining room, car know whatever i mean you have that advantage you know you have when you have an idea when something comes up you have to write it down to really understand really keep a good note of what you need to do all right and then like another way like when you think about it show your notes to your sensei you know let them know how serious you are in learning this kata and you know let's face it you know your sensei if he's really proficient in the kata you want to learn, then he can at least give you pointers of what's missing, of what needs to be adjusted. I mean, that's always best. You know, you have your notes. You always go over with your sensei or should I say your instructor. You know, there, you know, there's two sides, the sensei and there's instructor. You know, in my case, I say instructor. All right. So that's be another way. And also another way, compare notes with others. You know, let's say another student wants to learn the same kata as you. And, you know, you compare notes. Your notes may be different than that other person. 
you know, people write things in their own perspective. You know, you write your own story. They write their own story. I mean, it's the same type of story, but said differently. So usually best, probably best to really, really try to train and um, perfect the kata is just go over notes. All right. So really with taking, with note, with taking notes, you know, it might be a lot longer than filming, but what, whatever you can think of, it's has created, it's like whatever you, so I, but somewhat you can think of it as, um, creating a script, you know, every good action needs a script, you know, you never, you never know, you might want to write a book about this someday, and you know, you have all your notes, and you really are explaining to your readers of what's, what's going on in this kata, what, what do I, what I do, what do you do, well, how you, how would you apply bunkai in this? I mean, look at it that way. All right, so yeah, take so we got two of these. We got film yourself, take notes, and lastly, one thing that I'm pretty much as good at as anybody else is visualize it. Visualize yourself doing the kata. You know, basically everybody has a sense of imagination. We imagine ourselves doing things we see as we're little as we're little. I mean, because it gets a pop or it excites people. You know, I say get a pop. You know, you want people to be excited of what you're doing. You know, you probably won't get the most excitement, but you'll get that excitement where people admire that you're doing, doing, you're committed to this, that you want to at least become the best that you can be. I mean, you know, I imagine myself doing my own creative form, you know, doing the moves that I can do versus doing moves I haven't done yet. You know, that's you know, when I compete. You know, if I think about years ago, I competed in like a tournament doing open form. You know, I always imagine myself doing flips. And yet, um, of course, when I was at my slimmest weight, you know, I always used to go to the gymnastic place for open gym to work on my um, f- my flips. Yeah, and ironically, the place that I go to is called Flips, Flips Gymnastic. You know, you know, I would always drive with um, my karate, my karate buddies, and we would go down there for open gym. And you know, sometimes I would go there by myself, and you know, it's, but you know, it was fun just working on tricking, and just really perfecting my technique. But it's always good. It's always the best thing. All right. So one one example of this um, visualize, visualization is the movie Sidekicks with Chuck Norris and uh, the late um, Jonathan Brand Brand Brandix or Brandix. Yeah, um, yeah. He played Gary Barry Grabruski. Um He would imagine having these adventures with Chuck Norris, but having similar skills as Chuck Norris. And, you know, when you think about it, one thing I can think about that really can set, that really um, really stands out, and well, in this um, in this episode is um, his competition um, scene where he's um, competing with nunchucks. Of course, he's doing this little twirling of the nunchucks, and then of course he goes into this um, state where 
whatever he imagines, he does. In his case, you know, he never had control with it. He's like, people would call him a dreamer uh, or a, a daydreamer. But yet, he used his imagination and put that into play. It's like, it feels like he didn't know. He kind of, it was like almost like he was in a trance. You know, you feel that when you're in competition, you're in a trance. Sometimes you don't know, you don't know what you're doing. But yet, in this case, he imagined himself doing that great kata and he he finished in first place. So he won weapons. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> oh, right. So, you know, try to match your visualization with your tr when you train, you know, really analyze what you can do while learning a kata, you know, visualize the basics like certain footworks and simply visualize your performance in front of your class a large large crowd or a testing board or judges and really you can have uh, like a real sense of um what's to say uh, kind of like a sense of um encouragement when you're doing these katas like me if i go back to really you know it's a sense when i learned katas I mean, I want to at least learn to kind of not only just to be ready for my next rank, but, you know, to compete with, you know, certain katas that I feel comfortable doing. No, there's certain katas that that I don't feel comfortable doing because, you know, it really tests your endurance. Like we have this kata called UFAF, UFAF 2. Well, originally we called that um, UFAF 1, which stands for United Fighting Arts Federation form number one i mean that was like before it was changed to ufap 2 i mean that was like the most challenging kata that we can do because you know it was long i mean you're gonna have those short katas you're gonna have those long katas but yet if once you learn the kata you'll like you'll like be more comfortable more ease more oh you'll like let's say glide through it like it was nothing. I mean, your main focus when you're doing a kata is thinking your opponent's there and you're attacking. You know, you're in a fight. I always tell the students, you know, you're doing your techniques as if you're really in trouble. So if you're doing a kata, you're surrounded by four other people. You're doing that. You're doing that kata as if you want to. You want. Want to survive, and you know you want to do your techniques like clean. I mean, it's a lot to think about. It's like one thing, what moves are in katas, what stands I'm in. I mean, that's just the whole concept of um, really learn a new kata. All right. So just to review everything that I said about um, three ways, to, quicker ways to learn a new kata. Of course, you film yourself. I mean, if you have a smartphone, you have a tablet. I mean, take advantage of that. You know, I always tell my students Take advantage of the technology you have today. Be lucky that you don't have the technology from yesterday. Otherwise, you will you will probably have to really either know it in your head or take notes. But really, take advantage of technology. And of course, yeah, the second reason, I mean, second to technology, you, you have your technology and yet you can still um, write notes. I mean... Of course, you write notes, and then yet you 
you um, go back to training, training with those notes. And at the same time, you film. You know, that's why I say filming is like second or should I say taking notes a second to filming. I mean, sometimes you film first to keep a record. And then, of course, after that, you take notes of what you need to work on. And, of course, lastly, you got um, visualization. You visualize it. I mean, you got your, your what's to say, what's to say this kind of goes like one, two, three. And like you do it, doesn't matter how you do an order. You could do like f- take notes, visualize it. Well, let's, let's say it could work backwards. I'm going to try to put this together in order. You know, some people like to film first, then take notes. And then, of course, visualize themselves. Or they just visualize it first, then film it, or and then take notes. Or let's just say they take notes, visualize it, then film it. You know, it goes either way. But, you know, that's up to you of how you want to really learn a new kata. I mean, katas are a fun thing. And it's a lot of fun when you know what you're doing with your moves. And then that's where Bunkai kind of gets in a favor. You know, that's why I wish... Um, Ian Abernathy was able to do another seminar, but you know, when you got somebody that's highly known, you know, they, they're, well, let's face it, they're going to ask a lot of money. I mean, you know, if money wasn't an object, you know, these um, guys would be, be happy to go, oh, to come, no, excuse me, a long day. I'm just so ready to go on vacation. Uh, well, you know, but I got to get through these rest of these rest of these weeks, rest of these days, just to be on vacation. Right. Okay, so, of course, I'm going to close this episode. And yet, um, like I said, I'm going to be traveling. With, I'm going to be taking a show with me next week to Las Vegas. And, of course, I'm going to be really looking for guests to come on my show. And, you know, since I'm going to a karate convention, you know, nobody can't resist and, like, telling their stories of what makes them a martial artist you know i'll be lucky i'll be lucky enough if i get somebody that's really famous to be on my show you know but fingers crossed and also fingers crossed i hope i come home with the most inspirational you know like i said i've been through this pandemic and i was on a mission you know being laid off for two months and then spending those two months trying to get myself back in shape and being ready for a reopening. Alright, so that's really gonna be exciting. Alright, so this concludes my episode. Of course, for those that are just joining my podcast, tune in my tune in to my previous episodes on the BICBPRadio.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And for those that have been watching, thank you so much. I'll see you next time for another exciting episode here at the Kickpot Dojo. This is your sensei, TJ Williams, bowing you out. Come on, get in here. We got to call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys. Here's the situation. Two minutes left. Zero timeouts. Down by a touchdown. we got to drive 75 yards. All right? We could do this thing. I believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, the 
did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Ready. Set. Mother. Delay of game. Offense. 